Grace and peace. This is A.L. Blue of Better Life Ology, and I'm a pastor, mentor, author, Better Life teacher from the spiritual community, the Better Life Empowerment Movement, Inc., and you're listening to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast. What if I told you that you are more than you've been told? As a matter of fact, you are better than you imagine. You have power within you, a God-given power to change your current reality, no matter how much or little that change may be. See, the power is within you. Join us on a journey of discovery that you may live your better life now. It's called Better Lifeology. As you learn these skills and practices, along with better life principles, you will see the results you've been praying for, the results you've been looking for and ultimately running after, and they will be manifested for you. See, Better Lifeology is the ability to learn how to manifest your better life now, and anyone can do this. It starts with you. And we have an assignment from God, an ordained purpose to help you build your better life experience as you are tapping into the power that is already contained within you. Welcome to Better Lifeology radio broadcast, where it's already getting better. Good afternoon, saints, brothers, and sisters. Thank you for joining us on Lunchtime with God. In a moment, our leader and teacher, Pastor Adrian Blue, will be joining us in our new series, Forgive to Live. In the meantime, our worship leader, Sister Erica, will be joining us to set the atmosphere for prayer before she comes up. Thank you for joining us again. And Sister Erica, you may go ahead. Thank you. Good afternoon, Better Life. This is Sister Erica from Orlando, Florida. I'm excited to be with you all this afternoon and even more excited about this new teaching because it's so important for all of us to forgive. Um, I know I've dealt with unforgiveness, and it truly can set you free. Amen? So you all can join in with me um, as I set the atmosphere. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. A heart that forgives, a heart full of love, one with compassion just like yours above, one that overcomes evil with goodness and love that did never happen, never holding a blood. One a heart that forgives and lives and lets live. One that keeps loving over and over again. One that never sins. Cause your heart is still forgiven. One that loves without Christ, like your Lord Jesus Christ. One a heart that loves everybody, even my. Wanna love like you do, like you just like you did.
When a heart that forgives, when the one that accomplished, that I know the longest they hold me the most. I still want to love them just like you love me, even though I'm hurting. God, you know they hurt me deep. Oh, on a heart that forgives. When my pain is so deep and it's hard for me to speak about it to anyone, just like your son, I give up my life to hold it against them. It's hatred inside when a heart that loves everybody, even now I I'm love like you, feel like you, just like you did. Wanna walk like you, talk like you, just like you did. Wanna feel like you see first, just like you see first Christ. I want a heart, it's a heart that forgives, that is a heart that believes, totally free. On the pain of the past, and the heart that lets go, is the heart that will know so much freedom. Do you want to be free? Answer is yes. Lord, I want to be free. My answer is yes. God, I'm tired of being bound, my answer is yes. I don't want this in my life, Father, my answer is yes. God, I'm ready to let it go, Father, my answer is yes. God, I'm tired of saying no, my answer is yes. God, you've got so much for me. Best reminder in my time. You've got so much for me, so much you want to do in my life. Oh, help me to let it go. Oh, you know it's been so long. Father, help me to let it go. I'm not playing to you this song. Wanna be hindered by the sin of the sin. I don't want to be hindered by people that do me wrong. I want to love them like you love me. want to love them like you love me. love them like you love me. want a heart that's full of tears. Hallelujah. want a heart that's full of tears. Hallelujah. Want a heart that forgives. Amen. Have you welcome the man of God? Amen. For a heart that forgives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A heart that forgives. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you for being with us. This is Pastor Blue, and I want to Erica White from Orlando, Florida, opening this up with a song of inflection, reflection, and understanding, making a petition for a heart that will forgive. 
And today, as we begin to open up in our series, uh, Forgive to Live. That's again, Forgive to Live. May this teaching begin to reach you where you are, to empower you to be where God has called you to be. I want you to have your pens and papers if you ha- if you can, because there's certainly insight that I'm going to be sharing that I believe can be very significant to your freedom, and not just to yours, but to every one of us. Amen. Because as we get started right now, and again, we thank God for you, you, and you joining in with us on our lunchtime with God for our Wednesday teaching, uh, Forgive the Live. It's very imperative that we understand that when we approach the Word of God, we approach the Word of God with the intent of seeing where we are and then leaving to make a firm commitment to become like He is. Any person who approaches the, the truth of God's word only to walk away and say that's good for somebody else is certainly not ready for the fullness that God has in store. And I want you to understand, okay, I want you to know this like never before, that I believe God not only is in control, but I do believe he's still on the throne. Amen. And we're going to go ahead and get started here. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Everyone, let's open up with a word of prayer. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed as we're praying. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed as we're praying. Father, today we thank you for giving us this moment. Bless now this time. Father, make teaching easy but understanding easier. Calls us to be able to grow in and, and flow in the grace that you have available for us to walk in the fullness that you have promised. Father, we ask you today that we will be the man or the woman looking in the mirror. But we thank you today that the awareness of what you choose to do can be found in who we are in you. Have your way right now in Jesus' name as we get started teaching and reaching our highest potential because we're willing to refocus where we are now. We will forgive to live as we understand what it takes to move forward. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God said, thank God, amen. All right, my brothers and sisters, today I'm going to talk today from the subject, it's all their fault. It's all their fault. Looking at a foundation scripture, which we're going to go even deeper inside of Mark eleven twenty five. That's Mark the 11th chapter, verse 25. Here's what the word of the Lord says. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, that your Father who also is in heaven may forgive you of your trespass or your violation or your issues or sin. And again, I want to talk today from the subject, it's all their fault. It's all their fault. Bless our the word, bless our the hearers, and blesses our time together. Beloved, my brothers and sisters, life as we know it is hard to those who don't understand how it works or how to respond when life happens. 
As I begin to share a personal testimony, let me be very open, honest, and even vulnerable right now. See, I struggled for the first part of my life living from a limited position of feeling, feeling like that my life was all their fault. See, I was feeling like that because of what was done to me. As a matter of fact, even in my own personal life, I've been through experiences that has led me to understand forgiveness on a whole nother level. Not just in theory, but now through experience. See, I come from a family that had to fight for all of our lives. We had to fight for everything. We've, we, I come from a family where we've been lied on, we've been done wrong, we've been cheated, we've been gone through, we went through all kinds of egregious things against us. And if you've ever been a person who's, who's been in those type of shoes, you know exactly what I mean. It is this type of person that's in a position that deals with life from experiences that are very limited. Because a person who's been hurt tend to operate in one or in two modes of life. They tend to operate in one or two modes of life. The first mode of life is a person who's been hurt is easily offended. They're easily offended. And mode number two, they live from a principle, forget you, I'm gone. Uh, can I be real to somebody this, this afternoon? I'm here to tell you that before I begin to really lay before God and seek God of a full understanding of forgiveness, I begin to see the areas of my life in which even I may have been holding on to things. And the reason why is because, just like you, if you ever been inside of the situation on the other side of the blame, I'm talking about being blamed for anything, being blamed for everything. One of the reasons why I have such a deep honor for my mother, because growing up, I was a very active child. I wasn't bad. We don't call it bad. We don't call it problematic, but I was active. And because I was active, anytime something went wrong, I was blamed for it. And I'm not talking about in my immediate home. I'm talking about within my family. I was always told, oh, you never be anything. You never do anything. And my mother, who understood that we can be whatever we choose to be. One day, I had a life-changing experience in my bedroom when I was at the point of wanting to quit and give up. She said, you look at me here. You can be whatever you want to be. Whatever you do, just prove them wrong. And it was that conversation that brought me to the place of realizing that I cannot change what other people do to me but I can change how I'm going to respond. I can change how I'm going to respond to the situation. Have any of you ever been there? Have you ever been in this type of experience where on one hand, uh, whenever you're easily offended, you find yourself uh, with a guard up. Every time you turn around, you're looking to see what does somebody really want. There's an automatic uh, 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 response or, 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 or automatic attack against someone just for them say If they say something nice, you say to yourself, well, why are you saying this nice? What do you want? Or if they do something wrong to you, then you feel like, uh-huh, I, I need to get you back for what you've done to me. But then on the other hand, we see the other mode, 
the forget it, I'm gone mode. And this was a very difficult thing for me, even when uh, I got married, because I began to understand that in marriage, you are unpacking your bags together. That's right. That means you come with your issue, your significant other come with their issue, and, and marriage is meant for you to merge to be marred with age, that's where we get the term marriage, and unpack your bags together. That means you operate with patience and forgiveness for them as they operate with patience and forgiveness for you. Well, that was hard for me because of, as I said with you, how I come up, because of how I, uh, the environment that I came out of. Uh, on one end, I was easily offended. On the other end, I was always just ready to leave. I was always ready to go forth and say, you know what? Forget this. I'm done. I'm out of here. It was in this place, and I must be very honest to you, that God began to show me where I needed healing. God began to show me where I needed healing. He began to show me that at this particular time in my life, that if I was going to go to the next level, there are certain weights that are holding me back, that are inhibiting me from operating in the fullness that God has in store for me. And those weights were weights that I was holding on to, even though they were unlocked. What does that mean? It is a sad tragedy when you can find yourself still locked in jail when the door has been opened wide for what Jesus Christ has done. But because you found a level of comfort with your guard up, because you found a level of comfort saying, oh, I knew they was going to do something eventually. Before, Because you were always looking for a reason to abandon, to walk away. Therefore, you stayed in bondage when it was simply God who wanted to set you free. My friends, I want to tell you that uh, this is my personal uh, uh, testimony that I struggled for the first half of my life. I, I struggled understanding uh, what it means to be in one of these two modes. Again, one mode, I'm easily offended. On the other mode, I operated with a mindset, forget it, I'm gone. Forget it, I'm out of here. And I want you to understand, as it relates uh, to the easily offended due to the fact of being hurt, anyone can say anything uh, or, or do anything, and it will automatically have you ready to fight. And when you're living in this type of position, it will always keep you with your guard up. You will never be fully able to love. You'll never be fully able to share. You'll never be fully able to open up with others, which are the qualities that the Scripture speaks of for the believer. How do we know it? Let's go right to the Word of God very briefly. Write it down if you don't have time to turn. But in John, the 13th chapter, verses 34 and 35, and I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version. Watch what the qualities for a believer should be. John, the 13th chapter, verses 34 through 36. It says, verse 34, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, I am giving you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. So are you too to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are from me. You are my disciples. If you have love and an unselfish concern for one another. This is what Jesus said, uh, uh, which was the qualities of a true believer. And I want to say that it is hard right now trying to love other people. 
when you're constantly on the defense because every other person you've ever dealt with has either taken from you, has, has fought against you, and in many cases have tried to harm you. See, in this position, it's also difficult to forgive. It's hard to forgive when you're in this position because you're not convinced that the other person is truly sorry for what they've done. Then on the other side of the coin, you're in the forget it, I'm gone mode. This becomes a self-preservation situation whereby instead of going through the pain of rejection and hurt and all the other experiences that comes with life at times and that comes inside a relationship, you get into the mode of forget it, I'm gone. Forget it, I'm done. And in this mode, this mode affects your productivity. It inhibits your ability to build relationships, and it forces you to only deal with people on the surface just in case you have to walk away because you are waiting for them to do something to hurt you or to harm you. See, the tragedy in both of these experiences uh, uh, is oftentimes they are the right hand to the left hand. In fact, what I'm saying is both of these experiences tend to go together. Because when you've been in a position of feeling hurt, harmed, and done wrong, you tend to deal with people with a side eye, a hesitant. You always have in one bag packed just in case you got to abandon the relationship and leave the situation. And this often happens with an attitude of forget it, I'm done, and I'm gone. See, these often occur as foundational issues or root issues within a person's life. These are issues uh, that, that often stimulate, that come from you not being able to forgive others for what they've done. And it is with this understanding that we must come to the reality. Come to the reality that forgiveness is more about our healing for ourselves than it is about giving the other person a pass. Your forgiveness is about you being free than it is about uh, letting others go, go without them knowing that they hurt you. Matter of fact, it was American author and uh, uh, the American author, rather, Maureen Williamson, who said it just like this, unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself, but then waiting for the other person to die. And oftentimes, that's what it is. We think because we're bitter, because we're upset, because we've been through what we've been through, that, you know what, they should feel it too. And the reality is, some folk who hurt you, they've gone about their life until what they put out then comes back to them. And you still sitting there all bitter and messed up and you can't move on and nobody want to deal with you and nobody want to be with you and you can't build a real relationship for all these reasons stated. And I'm here to tell you that we, this is what you got to understand, we must come to the understanding that forgiveness is how God deals with mankind. Forgiveness is all about the journey of Christ because man abandoned the things of God. We abandon God. And instead of God bringing judgment in which he should have done, he then brought a solution to the problem. God had to forgive us for us to be forgiven and in a position to turn and deal with other people in the same way. See, when you understand God, and this oftentimes comes with maturity, you understand that he's not a grudge holder, but he's a forgiving father. And since you are his child, you should and can also be a forgiver too. We have to forgive others. 
It's for your ultimate benefit. Because anytime you harbor unforgiveness, again, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's not hurting the one who you're holding the grudge against. It's only hurting you. See, my friends, please hear me and hear my heart on this, because unforgiveness is going against God's principle. And if we don't choose to deal with people in the same manner that God does, how does God deal with people? He forgives them. If we don't deal with people in the same manner that God does, then we are disobeying his uh, admonishments or his encouragements for us to live our better life. We are coming against the original design in which God want to give us all that he has in store for our will, for his will. And I'm here to tell you that if you are outside of his realm, you cannot expect the blessings to flow freely because there's been a block somewhere in your situation. And oftentimes that block is unforgiveness. Even if God want to take you to the next level, your hurt from the previous levels is what's going to mess up new relationships. And oftentimes you know the experience, how many of you have been through something and you have gone through something, whether it was through a culture of people, whether it was through a person, whether it's through a gender, whatever the case may be, you've been through it. And when somebody else comes in the picture who are totally different than what you've been through because of your past hurts, you are counting down the time before they mess up so you can walk away saying, I knew it, I knew this would happen, but I was prepared for it. And I'm here to tell you that as long as you are in unforgiveness, you are going against the blessings of God. You will not, you cannot expect His blessings to flow. See, when you harbor unforgiveness in your heart, hear me, you are holding up or you're blocking the blessings that God has in store for you. See, all of God's blessings belong to you and me, and they're always flowing to us in Christ Jesus. How do we know that? Ready? Go to the Word. Ephesians, the first chapter, and the third verse, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. Watch what the Scripture says. Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. See, he, and he always loves us according to uh, 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 Jeremiah, the third chapter, 31st chapter, and the third verse. And let me read that here, because this is showing the blessings that God has in store for you. And if you're walking in lack, if you find yourself where nothing's working, if you find yourself where, you know, every time you turn around, you can't be mentored, you can't have a mentor because of your past situations, listen to me, you are blocking your blessing. Jeremiah 31 and 3, let's turn there. Jeremiah 31 and 3, watch what the scripture says here. And I want you to see this because this is what helped me be free. Jeremiah 30, 33, 31 and 3 says, The Lord appeared to me, Israel, from ages past, saying, I have loved you, watch this, with an everlasting love. Therefore, loving kindness, uh, with, therefore with loving kindness, have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. But when we disobey his commandments to forgive, uh, when we disobey God's commandments to forgive and let, let it go when others have done wrong to us, we are blocking the blessings and we're holding up our prosperity. 
There's many of you, you're behind schedule. You should have been blessed. You feel it inside of you. Your mind is changing. Your life is being rearranged. But it seems like you got to a point and you hit a ceiling, a wall, a blockage, and now you feel like you're stuck. What's happened? There's unforgiveness somewhere that you have not truly forgiven the person. There is something standing between you and the blessings of God. And that thing is unforgiveness. And I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me clearly that this unforgiveness is what puts us outside of his promises. See, on the other hand, when we choose to forgive, and now I want you to understand, when you choose to forgive, you are right there in his will, and you're moving along his way. Now, here's what Webster Dictionary calls it. It's called a ballywick. A ballywick is a special domain. It's a jurisdiction. It is a, it is a area in, in which something special happens. See, when we choose to forgive, we are there in God's domain. We're right along in His will. We are in His jurisdiction, which means that all that He is and all that He's promised is now available to you because you're standing under open heaven. And you could say that He lives. We can all say that God lives in forgiveness. He lives in forgiveness, land. Yeah, and if he lives in forgiveness land, then forgiveness land must, forgiveness must be a way of life. If he's in the area, that's where he dwells, then we got to constantly be in a place of wanting to forgive. But if we choose to keep unforgiveness, again, we will be outside of his jurisdiction. We'll be out of his reach, out of his blessing, out of his protection. And if we can be honest. If I can be honest and you can be honest, you should want to be where God is. And you will want, you should want God to be where you are. And it's a wonderful thing to live in God's domain. It's a wonderful thing to be under an open heaven and to receive blessings because God can trust you with it. And some of you, while you've been praying for money, you really don't want money. You should be asking for opportunity because sometimes opportunity is greater than money. There's some opportunities that God want to bring your way that a salary couldn't pay for. There's some opportunities that God want to bring your way that if you hit uh, the largest Powerball, 1.6 billion, you still wouldn't have the type of favor that God want to give. But your unforgiveness is blocking those blessings. And we got to get to the place where we say and we realize, Lord, if there's anything in me that is holding me back, I release it now in Jesus' name. See, I want you to understand that I've discovered that one of the requirements for living in God's domain is I have to forgive. I have to forgive like he does. I have to forgive like he does. And if you don't forgive because you too, you too uh, messed up by how they've done you, what they've done to you, I'm here to tell you, yes, it's all their fault. But what are you going to do about it? Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 32. Watch this. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 32, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 32, it says it this way. It says it this way. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Now, I'm giving you the word today to show you that God not only dwells in forgiveness, but when we participate in the act of forgiving, a, a heaviness is lifted off of our shoulders, which causes us to be able to love again. 
because some of you are not truly loving. You are tolerating to a point. You are tolerating. And let me tell you this here. It is not until I finally understood forgiveness. And I'm going to say this to you. It's not a one-event thing. This is a constant, evolving, and revelation thing. Until I finally understood it, I could not be the husband I am today without understanding forgiveness. Because if you've been in any relationship, there are trigger points that you have in you that oftentimes the other person doesn't know about, that they may do something or say something or trigger something, and that causes you to immediately put up your guard and stand back instead of going forward and saying, God, I'm going to love like I've never been hurt. Forgiveness is very difficult because if you are in a grudge-holding place, then God is not there. And I want you to understand that God wants you to choose forgiveness. Why? Because he's forgiving you. See, you've got to make the choice and the decision to live under your open heaven where anything you pray for, you declare, you decree, can be manifested because God can trust you with it. And this is why it brings me to better life principle number one. Write this down if you're taking notes. Meditate upon this, but I want you to get this. Ready? The quality of your life is determined by the choices you make, not the actions of others. You have to forgive to live. I'll say it again. The quality of your life, the level of your living, that's what I mean by the quality. The quality of your life is determined by the choices you make, not by the action of others. People are going to be people. They're going to do what they do, and sometimes it hurts. You know, i give you another example. I'm the type of person, especially when it comes to my family, I work very hard for my family. I love them so much. I, God knows I love my family. But there are times that I would do things waiting for a response, and I had to get to the maturity, even as a father, to realize that what I'm doing, even though uh, my children may not know the sacrifice, even though my wife may not understand uh, what has taken me to, to be in this position to do what I'm doing, I'm looking to do it, and in my mind, have you ever been there? In my mind, I got how this going to flow. Okay, I'm going to do this for that person. They're going to be so happy. They're going to jump up and down. They're going to throw their arms around me, and they're going to say, you're the best. Oh, you are amazing. I'm so glad you're a part of our life, only for me to do the thing. And while it appears they enjoy it, it did not play out in life like it played out in my mind, causing me to go into immediate response mode and upset. And I'm doing nothing, not again, no more. And I had to get to the place where I said, you know what? God, thank you for me being able to do what you would do. Because there's many things that God has done for you that he didn't get the immediate praise for. What do you mean, Pastor? Has he woke you up this morning? Has he given you the right, a right mind? Have have you been able to move your, your, your big toe and your right foot? Come on here. Have you been able to stand up? Have you been able to walk? How many people know that those things alone warrant you to say, God, thank you? The fact that, you, that things wasn't worse than they are is a, a reason for you to praise and glorify God with the thank you, but you didn't. Oh, no, you just rolled out of bed, maybe said a few prayers or a quick little prayer, went on to work, complained about the traffic in the car you're driving, probably the car you wanted, come on here, got to the job that you're working, that's giving you a check, uh, I'm complaining at the fact of this and that, are you hear what I'm saying here, it's the same thing, 
But when you can stay in a place of forgiving ahead of time, it doesn't matter how they respond to the circumstance. It's really about the choices you make. And I want you to hear me. Every time someone does you wrong or hurts you or abuse you, you have to make a choice. Do I forgive them or do I not forgive them? See, that's my choice. I have no control over what they do. But I do have control over how I'm going to respond. So let's look at the text. Let's look at what the scripture says about forgiveness so we can start this journey. Because is it their fault? Yes, it's their fault. But the question is, how are you going to respond? See, if your response is, I want them to know that I know that they know that I know that they know that I'm hurting. No, listen, that's the wrong way to be. Let's see. Watch what the scripture says here. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty five. Come on here. Watch what it says in Mark eleven twenty five. You ready? Look at this here. Mark eleven twenty five says this way. When you stand praying, forgive. Now here's what you miss. Forgive if you have anything against anyone. Now stop here. See, many of you have have, have misunderstood this scripture. See, Mark eleven twenty five says, when you stand praying, you got to forgive if you have anything against anyone. Not you forgive if they got something against you. So that in your forgiving them, the, your Father in heaven may forgive you of your wrong. See, this shows us one thing, that you can be in God and you can still have issues. You can be used of God, whether you are pastor, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, anywhere in the fivefold ministry. You can be used of God and still need to let some things go. Because look at the focus. If you have anything against anyone, in essence, if I'm going before the Father, whether he's, I'm going to use, he's going to use me or I'm going to serve him, i got to examine who do I got issues with. Who have talked about me? Who have dogged me? Who have done me wrong? Have I forgiven them? And if I have not, and I'm the one going before them, then I have something, I'm going before God, I have something to do. Because that means that he now is not in a position to forgive me because I haven't forgiven them. There's some of you who've been through some things in your immediate uh, uh, past. I mean, just recently, that has caused you to be so frustrated that you pull away from everything. You go into loner state mode. God says you've got to forgive those who've done wrong to you and understand that your tomorrow can be better than your today. Is it their fault? Well, let's see. Yes, it is. But the question is, what are you going to do about it? Because this scripture says nothing about if they got an issue against you, you forgive them. No, it says if you got an issue against them, then you have to forgive. Let me let me share with you a story of Sandra Walker, a mother of two, who lost her husband inside of a car accident. Uh, uh, she was uh, lost her husband in a car accident that was also caused uh, her to have a, a life-changing brain injury. Now she told this to the Daily Mail, which is a online newspaper, and at the trial for the accident, in her court statement. Walker said she sympathized with the woman who crashed into them, who the woman herself also lost a child in the accident. She said she gave her a hug, and she wanted her to know that she understands the pain she's going through because she recognized what she's going through, and she wanted her to know, I forgive you 
for what you've done. Now, why did she do that? And she told, she told WSB TV that she knows that if she did not forgive this woman of the accident that took her husband, then she would have lived with bitterness while the woman's already suffering for the accident that took her child. And this is why I want you to understand that when it comes to forgiveness, is it their fault? Yes, it's their fault. Yes, some people did you wrong. This is not discounting. When you forgive, you're not changing the fact that folk did you wrong. You're just changing the fact of what you're going to carry from it. Are you going to carry the bondage? Are you going to be messed up with can't nobody deal with you? And use that as an excuse, well, this is just the way I am. No, baby, you need to stop being the way you are and be more like Jesus is. Because if we're going to be like Jesus is, Jesus, who understood what it's like to be hated on and he done nothing but good. Jesus, who understood what it's like to long to help people. That the same folk who he tried to help one day were singing his praises. Hell, Jesus. The king of kings. And by Friday was saying, nail Jesus. we rather have a criminal Barabbas than him. Jesus himself had to forgive. Can you imagine Jesus going to the cross, holding that bitterness? I can't believe I came down here in this lowly earth to, to, to help some folk get back in line with God. And these folk, these same folk I'm trying to help, are the folk lying on me and, and, and talking about me and same folk trying to set me up and come on here. Jesus understood forgiveness. So much so that watch what he tells us in Matthew 6.15. Let's go to Matthew, the 6th chapter, and the 15th verse. Oh, I pray this is helping you. And again, if you need to get the, to get, the, get the recording, get the recording. Hear it over and over again. Because I'm telling you, you are blocking your blessing. You are missing your open heaven. Because you choose not to forgive. Watch what Jesus said in Matthew 6.15. After going through all and knowing what he would have to go through. Watch what he says here. He says, but if you do not forgive others of their trespasses, of their issues against you, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Now listen to this. Jesus said this as to say, even though they are guilty of the wrong they've done against you, you still need to forgive them. Even though they plotted the plan that messed up your life, that may appear to have you missed the opportunity, you still have to forgive them or God will not forgive you. There's another story according to ABC News of Mary Hedges. Mary Hedges in 2015 was at a mall with her son when two boys uh, playing and two juvenile delinquents, boys were playing and they pushed a cart over the top railing that fell down upon her from the top floor. It caused a severe brain injury as well as blindness in one eye. And, and she went, underwent an amputation in her right foot because of the severe nerve damage. And even though she suffered a coma and spent, spent weeks fighting for her life, Hedges said that she had to forgive them or else she would live her life with a grudge and with bitterness because even though it was their fault, she could not change what happened. But she could change how she would respond. She told ABC News, I wish them well. I do pray for them. I even feel sorry for them for they too will have to live 
with what they've done. My point is this. Is it their fault? Yes, it's their fault. But it's about how you respond. Because if you hold on to the fact of what they've done to you, you will mess up what God want to do through you. As we get ready to come to a conclusion, I want you to understand that the first step, the first step in forgiveness is to make the choice to forgive. And I know that sounds simple, but it's powerful. See, the power to forgive shows your strength and your maturity. It shows your wholeness in God. Because when most people are hurt, their first impulse is not to forgive. Their first impulse is to get back. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. You do this to me, I'm going to do that to you. But this is not God's way. For to forgive a person uh, when it's all their fault is, is to show that you are at a place of moving on in healness and wholeness which God can bless. Versus you standing there, and if you're here today, as I get ready to close, and you're facing bitterness, and and, and, and you know that there's areas of your life, because i got to be honest to tell you, i got to be honest to tell you, I'm not only the teacher, but I'm a receiver too. Even as I begin uh, my preparation and my study, as I do in every series I teach, I begin to see areas where God was digging inside of me saying you need to forgive this and you need to forgive that and you need to do that and and there was there was some things I was holding on to and I was saying it's all their fault that uh, I operate like this because if they didn't do this to me then I wouldn't be the way I am anybody ever had that type of testimony you felt like if he would have treated me right then I wouldn't be so upset if, if they would have gave me opportunity then I wouldn't be so closed down if, if, if they would open the door then I wouldn't have to do it all on my own if, if, if my forefathers would have left an inheritance, I wouldn't have to build a, 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 a wealth for my future generations. But the reality is, while I was holding on to things, blaming other people on a subconscious level, and I say this as the pastor, God began to initiate the healing inside of me, where I begin to understand that bitter, bitter only go, bitterness only goes away when I forgive. It only goes away when I forgive. And if I choose not to forgive, it will remain hurting me and never the other person. And it was with that in mind that just very recently I went through a repairing of a relationship that I personally... Now, the person may not have known that I had an issue. That person continued to live their life in the way they wanted, but I got to the place and said, you know what? Why am I still holding on to this after so many years? I am what I am because I've been through what I've been through, and I forgive them. And at the moment of forgiving, I literally felt a shift. A shift happens. A shift happens whereby I begin to see the blessing of God. And I'm talking about blessings that to you may be nothing, but to me are everything. I'm talking about blessings whereby, uh, as of the last two weeks, there's been special uh, opportunities that have been coming my way, and I believe it's traced back to the fact that I forgave that person. I've, I've had a person from a magazine who reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, we want to tell your story on how you're building a ministry beyond the four walls and you're reaching the four corners and we want to tell your story. We want you to come to Detroit and we want you to give an interview. And, and my point is this, I believe that that opportunity only came because I chose to forgive. 
uh, just as short as yesterday, I was on my way going, and I'm telling you, it may be nothing to you, but I believe that when you start forgiving folk, you literally go under an open heaven. Just yesterday in, in Manhattan Times Square, uh, what is the custom? Anytime we're riding through New York, we stop at Macy's, at Macy's on 34th Street, you know, the miracle on 34th, like the movie. And I was parking my truck. Number one, what was amazing is I got a parking space right by the Macy's. And if you know anything about Times Square, you talking about cars lined up where you got to circle around eight hours just to find a place. I found a place. And not only did I find a place that was close, but I also went to go ahead and buy the ticket. And when I put the credit card in to buy a $6 an hour ticket, I don't know how this happened. I put the credit card in, pick my time, and when I pick my time, the ticket came out, and so did I hear change drop. And there was about $2 in quarters that came out of the machine. Now, you might be saying, well, what is that, Pastor? What's so special about that? i tell you what's special about that. That means I was parking not only in the prime place, but I was parking at a discount. Now, you ain't looking at it as nothing, but I look at it as standing under an open heaven where God is able to release and let go and bring my way all because I made a decision to forgive. It's those little things that build up to the big things. And I'm here to tell somebody right now under the sound of my voice, You've been holding on to too much. Yes, they've done you wrong. We're not discounting that. Let God deal with that. But what are you going to do? Are you giving back to them what they've given to you? Are you responding? That's why he said vengeance is mine. Because when you try to give back to somebody else what they've done to you, you further mess up the situation. But when you can say, you know what? As hurt as I am, I choose to forgive because i got to live on. I like to sleep at night. I gotta go forth. I gotta, I, I gotta reach my next level. I choose to forgive you. When you make that choice, you are now released from the bondage that unforgiveness brings. And you're able now to love in spite of people are at awe sometimes at the type of pastor I am. They say, Pastor, you're a real pastor. You're real and, and, and you're there and, and so on and so forth. And, and what they don't understand is I'm only the way I am. Because I'm able to love people unconditionally. See, forgiveness is about allowing the unexcusable in others, letting that go, forgiving that unexcusable, the same way God forgave the unexcusable in you. And if we all look back over our life, we can know one or two events that we are ashamed of, that we've uh, done or participated in before God. But even with all that, he didn't cut you off. He gave you this time, this moment, to experience this word that you too can be under your open heaven and you can forgive. I'm here to tell you that the bondage that you may be feeling or experiencing is only because you have held on to things that you don't need to hold on to. And I'm here to tell you the freedom you experience can only happen when you forgive. And, and it's a process. I'm not saying you're not hurt, but let God heal the hurt by you first taking the first step to forgive the problem, the challenge. Put down the guard. Put down the negativity. Because if like attracts like, 
that same side eye you're giving to somebody else is going to attract others to give you the same side eye for you to receive. But God says today, I want to dissipate the bitterness. Will you allow God to dissipate the bitterness? Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. We've got a few moments left on our time together, but let me pray for you because I believe God wants to bless you. He wants to open up the door. He wants to call you to, to, to be happy. I'm not, listen, I'm talking about happy to the place where you walk around smiling and folks ask you, what, what, why, are you why are you smiling? Just, just because. Because what? Because he's good. God, if you knew how good God is to you, if you knew what he wanted to do, if you knew what's just over the horizon, that if you knew what you're one step away from, my God, you wouldn't keep your mouth shut about the goodness of the Lord. Every time you answer the phone, instead of saying hello, you say hallelujah, I mean hello, come on here. Every time somebody asks you how you're doing, you say, well, blessed, highly favored. Because when you understand the level of favor God want to bring in your life, all because you're in the right alignment, you won't let unforgiveness stop you or block your blessing. I want to pray with you. But before I pray, if you're under the sound of my voice and you have never accepted Christ as your Savior, this is the best time because He wants to forgive you. He want to forgive you of the wrong that you've done, the issues that you've experienced, the encounters that you had to face. He want to forgive you. And there's nothing you can do that will shut God away from you. I don't care how messed up the, 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 the act was. I don't care how low down it was or down low it was or whatever it is. He says, I will forgive you. But that's what you've got to do. You've got to open your heart to him. You've got to repent of your sins. And I'm going to pray a simple prayer. Because whether you're listening to this live or you're listening to the podcast, to our podcast with this message, uh, right where you are, he wants to forgive you. And he wants to teach you how to forgive others. There's somebody under the sound of my voice, and I feel this even prophetically, that you are, you've been living in bitterness. You've been so bitter, it's been turning everybody away from you. I even see immediate family members who are running. And they, they don't want to hear nothing you've got to say. They don't, they don't trust or don't look at you in any way but as an angry, frustrated, aggravated person. God said it's time to turn that around. Time to turn that around. He wants to forgive you. Will you let him? Would you pray a prayer with me? It's a simple prayer. But it's a prayer that if we pray this prayer, you believe it from your heart then you will be welcomed into the family of God and you'll receive all type of forgiveness while he throws away in the sea of forgetfulness any wrong that you have done and that you're guilty of. Pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe from this day forth my life will become better. If you prayed that simple prayer, I'm here to tell you, welcome to the family of God. It's that simple. It's not about a feeling. It's about, it's about a faith. It's our belief. And when you have prayed that prayer, everything from your past from this point on has been wiped away. I mean forgiven. You can start over with a clean slate now. 
and we want to hear about it. We want to teach you. We want to, we want to help you grow in your relationship. Email us at pastoralblue at gmail.com. That's pastoralblue or pastoralblue at gmail.com. And let us know you accepted the Lord through our podcast or anytime you have heard this message or maybe live. And we want to send you a kit uh, of the next steps to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ to experience the better life. And if you did that, may the Lord continue to strengthen you on your life change journey. Maybe you're here today and you're also saying, well, Pastor, I'm already saved, but this message means a lot to me, but I need help letting go. Let me say a brief prayer for you. I don't want nobody leaving. If all possible, don't leave before I give you the final prayer and benediction. But, but do this. If you're here and you know you need to let go, but you feel like you can't because it just hurts too much, I want to pray the Holy Spirit gives you the insight and the ability to take your hands off of what God is trying to take away. Take your hands off of what God is trying to take away. Let's pray. Father, right now, every person, no matter where they are in this country, no matter how many are listening or where they're listening from, uh, God, I ask you right now that you give them the ability to let go, to trust you, to put them in a place where they can love like they've never been hurt. Yes, they may have been treated like the black sheep. Yes, they may have been dogged and disrespected and done wrong. But God, you can turn it all around. And it starts with us saying, forgive me. Forgive me. And as we begin to forgive others, and we need to forgive them, Lord, you, your word declares that our Father in heaven will forgive us of the wrong we've done. So we make the decision to forgive them today. And we thank you that even though it's their fault, it's all their fault, it's up to us how we're going to respond to the circumstance. And we choose peace, promotion, and prosperity over the challenge in which is before us. And we thank you for this strength. In Jesus' name, God, uh, give them the ability to stand when it's so easy to fall. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, saints of God, thank you so much for being with us. Just a few announcements before we close out. I want to give you a few announcements. Listen to me. Listen to me. We have only just begun. I got a lot. I'm going even deeper with this forgiveness. But today I want to deal with the message. It's, it's all their fault. And that's right. You're absolutely right. It is their fault. But it's how you respond. That's what matters. And here's the point. Here's the say it in the sentence principle of today's teaching. If you don't forgive others, then God will not forgive you. I didn't say it. Christ said it. So for more information on how he said it or when he said it, go back and read what the scripture says uh, in the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the 15th verse. It says, if you don't forgive others, then God will not forgive you of your sins. And I don't know about you. That's Matthew six fifteen. I need God to forgive me because only he can forgive and help me to live according to my better life. And, and because of this, we have now come to find out that this issue of unforgiveness has run so deep that we at Better Life want to do all that we can to bring people to their place of freedom. So mark your calendar because on November 15th, we found out, this is what we found out through a lot of our studying, that there are many people who have turned their back on God, on Christianity, turned their back on Jesus, all because of the, uh, and the church, all because they've been hurt. 
And so on November 15th, we're doing a special, it's a Thursday night, we gather on Thursday night, we're doing a special encounter, uh, Forgive the Live, special presentation called The Challenge of Church Hurt. You don't want to miss it. We're going to have a panel discussion on church hurt, where we're going to bring some solutions. We're going to hear people's situation and their stories, and we're going to share from a biblical perspective. How God deals with church hurt. And guess what? It's there. Mark your calendars November 15th at 7.30. Listen, put it on Facebook. Uh, uh, we're going to have a, a link where people can, can acknowledge the fact that you'll be there, but it's going to be a powerful time, and you don't want to miss it. And like I said, whether you've been on either side, and I've been on both sides, I've hurt people, not intentionally. As a pastor, I've been there before, and I've been hurt, even as a member. Church hurt is real. And we want people to heal. Amen. So we want you to join us. That's November 15th. Don't forget. And lastly, lastly, want you to order today. Order your copy today. We have put out a powerful three-step meditation manual on forgiveness. That's right. Only $19.95. You'll be able to order right offline. But this is a digital manual that will help you understand the importance of forgiveness. And it's going to show you in a three-step process how to forgive others, how to forgive yourself, and then how to submit and surrender unto God for your better life experience. This is all in the process. See, being a true Christian is a choice. It is a choice and a decision to forgive the unexcusable in others because God has forgiven the unexcusable in you. And you know what? Better Life is here to help you grow in your life and your relationship. Come on, everybody. Let's close the door to our past and open the door to our future. And if you forgive, you will certainly live. And this process, that's why we committed to this process to help you. We never like to close out our time together without giving the opportunity to be a blessing unto the Lord. Of course, as I lay before the Lord, the Lord has spoken to me to me today. And, and I, I am the challenge, two persons, that's two persons, to give a $350 seed. That's 350. 350. Now, what is the significance of that? And again, God has spoken to me on this. There's three persons to give a $350 seed, and everyone else wants you to get as close to $50 as you can. Get as, get as close to $50 as you can. Here's the ways you, you can give. You can go to our website, betterlifeseeker.com, click on Donate Now. That's betterlifeseeker.com, click on Donate Now. You can give by Cash App. If you understand Cash App, certainly the number sign, or the dollar sign rather, Better Life Increase. That's our, our, our link, our ministry link, the dollar sign, Better Life Increase. But as you give that seed today, listen to me, you are giving that seed specifically for grace on, on your ability to forgive, you want God. The 350, 3 is the number, uh, number for Trinity. It is God the Father, God, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And 5 is the number of grace. So we are believing for grace in every direction. 350, that's two persons whom God is challenging you. I want to encourage you. Obey God. You know who you are. I don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Obey God. If you feel like, well, I want to, but is it God? Is it really you? Well, certainly not the devil telling you to do it. Obey God. The devil ain't going to tell you to give. He's going to tell you not to. Uh-huh. And so, therefore, you see why many times people don't. But you obey God. Everyone else get a $50 seed, a grace offering. And I want you to give that. How can I give that? Give it by way of credit card. 
All right, there's multiple ways you can give. Cash app is there. Go right online, betterlifeseeker.com. Either way, when you sow the seed today, this is what the Lord showed me. You're entering into covenant to be under the open heaven. I promise you, the release of this seed, as you follow the instructions in which we're teaching you, you're going to position yourself under an open heaven with things that was held up. There's some of you, you've been facing blockage. It's been difficulty that you've been facing. You wonder why it's so hard, why it's been so tough. Because you, you're blocked. Come on, let's open up heaven on your behalf. That everything needed can be provided. And all that God has in store, he will give unto you. Not because I'm saying it, but because he said it. Give, and I'll give back unto you. Press down, shake it together, run it over. Shall men give into your bosom? There's somebody who's waiting right now to bless you, but you got to open the door. And this doesn't happen. Well, God, I give it when you give it to me. No, it don't work like that. God sees your sacrifice, and he rewards you in kind. Amen. And if you're the one I'm talking to, then you're who I'm talking to. If I'm not talking to you because you don't you don't have it, then you're not one of those 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 persons to give a three three hundred and fifty dollar seed. But if you are, obey God. I'm telling this is the season that we got to obey immediately because we're going to see the hand of God and the plan of God happen. Uh, not occasionally, but immediately on our behalf. All right, that's my time, everybody. Thank you so much for yours. If you've been blessed, join us on next week as we go to part two. As we go even deeper on part two of the series, Forgive the Live. You don't want to miss it. We're going to go deeper, even deeper. And I'm going to break this thing down for you because guess what? We want you healed. We want you whole. And we want you set free. On part two, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you how to forgive them. Even when they're not sorry. I'm, you, you don't want to miss next week. I'm telling you, we're going to get down in it. We're going to get down in it. Because there's some folk who want to hurt you purposely. But I'm going to show you how to get back at them. Not because you've done what they're doing to you. But because you learn how to forgive them. Even when they're not sorry. Join us on next week. God bless you. Don't forget. Don't forget. we got good things coming. So we want to build you for the better life. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being a part of the Better Life Empowerment Movement, where we are committed to building you for your better life. Remember, God created your life, but it's up to you to create the level of your living. And if you have accepted Jesus Christ, we say welcome to the family. And we look forward to seeing you. One word, two syllables, better. God bless you all. Thank you for being on our call. Look forward to seeing you next week. If you've been blessed today, I want you to testify. Maybe tell your testimony. That's how you know you delivered. I told my testimony today because God delivered me. How can you know if you deliver? Well, you can tell your testimony. Well, tell your testimony online using the hashtag, hashtag, I forgive to live. Hashtag, I forgive to live. It's time for us to be free. Wouldn't you agree? Let's do it. Tell your testimony. Hashtag, I forgive to live. Let's let the world know God is changing us. God bless you all. Have a great day. And thank you for being online. Before you close out, bless one another before you get off the call by declaring, I forgive to live. And my better life starts now. God bless you all. Have a great day. I forgive to live. God bless you all. God be the glory. I forgive to live. Everyone have a blessed day. Hashtag I forgive to live.
Blessings to everyone. Love you. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast with A.O. Blue, produced by Better Life Media. We trust that you have been blessed by today's teaching. Please let us know at pastorailblue at gmail.com. For more information and to obtain a copy of today's broadcast, please visit www.betterlifeseeker.com. Just click the tab that says more, then shop. Thank you for spending time with this ministry. To discover the tools and techniques to build your better life now, we would like to, you to give a donation to support the ministry. You can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Again, you can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Or you can go to www.betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now where you can give through Cash App or PayPal online. Every gift is a gift that helps us to lead people to better. We bless you, we love you, and want you to always remember God created your life, but it's up to you to create the level of your living. And we, the Better Life Spiritual Community, can help. See you again next time on Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast, where it's already getting better.